L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcast. Jake, are you still going? Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin just fast, Harrison, just William fast forward to the end. Theodore Roosevelt. We are literally Trump, running out of time. Ben, 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 did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! Oh, I did it. Oh, I was in. I was in my group. Come there. and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm. I'm kind of doing. You most couldn't of even the remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. <laughs> L A S. Hello and welcome to another episode of From One Dad to Another. I am one of your dads, Logan Adam Schultz. Sitting You're not across. my dad. Not yet. Not yet. I'm Tim. <laughs> I'm here. That's scary. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I know. I, I liked it too much. These intros um, are one of my favorite things because they're always the right amount of uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the goal, isn't it? That's the goal. Hey, you're listening to uh, an episode of a show a very special episode a very special actually it is it is um because you're going to hear from our first guest on the show the first of many um but certainly one of the best guests we will ever have oh yeah Um, yeah i mean he's setting setting a really high bar but which is funny because he's not six feet tall oh no (laughs) it's getting personal now (laughs) we'll bring him on in just a moment but let me make sure i tell you that uh, this show airs weekly, and we talk to you every single week, every Wednesday, about parenthood, modern parenthood. Yeah, every single week. That's a that's a great pacing for a weekly show. <laughs> Good point, Tim. Thanks. Riven. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, we're going to chat uh, about our own parenting experiences. I'm about to be a first-time biological dad, although I've been a, um, a stepfather for many years now, and uh, you have multiple adult children. Yep. Yep. And uh and are now a grandparent. That is true. So I've got three three kiddos of my own who aren't really kiddos anymore. Um and then a beautiful baby. Well she's not even a baby. She's a toddler, I guess, granddaughter. So you posted an adorable photo, by the way. Yeah, it popped up in my Facebook memories today and I was like, wow, she doesn't look like that anymore. But it was a, a fun photo of me kissing my granddaughter a year ago, which at the time, pandemic considerations and all of that stuff, it was it was great to feel like we were all part of the same pod. Well, hopefully this show lets us uh, explore modern parenthood, what that means, lets us learn a little bit, laugh a little bit, love a little bit. Yep. All of those things. <laughs> Just a little bit, though. Not a lot. And speaking of a little bit, because I feel the transition coming. Jesus. Um, our guest today, um, one of our very, very dear friends. Dear friend. Matt Russell. Matt, how you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for uh, having me. Thanks for sitting there so quietly while you... Right. You were very respectful. It, it was weird. It's hard to know when to jump in. No, you just jump in. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> jump on in. The water's fine. 
Um, I might go underwater. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so muscular, you just sink right to the bottom. That's what it is. Possibly. See, yeah. so he he digs at you for being short, but then boosts you up for being <laughs> That's so That's right, weird. right. I mean, I taketh away, and then I giveth a little bit back. Uh, usually, isn't there a good cop, bad cop? Isn't that how this works? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm more of a chaos thing. cop. <laughs> chaos is good. Right. I, w- I was just saying before we uh, we started recording that Marty and I have been listening to the episodes. Your dad jokes are coming fast and hard. Yeah. You bring some chaotic dad energy That's to true. the show. I mean, I, I bring chaotic dad energy to my kids' <laughs> lives, I think. Uh, but maybe not. Maybe not. Well, Matt, um, not only are you one of our great friends, um, not only are you a great member of our community, you've been uh, an educator in the past, um, you're doing great work with Collins Aerospace now, but um, you are also a parent and have been for a long time. I am. I have um, two older kids, both are in college right now, and uh, Taylor and Andrew, uh, a daughter is my eldest, and then my son, and um, and then I have a three-year-old, recent, uh, just turned three in April, uh, Royal, and um, it's kind of like starting over from That's scratch. That's a huge gap. I'm thinking, you know, it, it, I, I believe I'm older than you, Tim. You are a little bit, not, uh, not that not much. Not much, but a little bit, but I have kids, I think, that are at least your kid's age, if not older, 21-year-old. Yeah. yeah, I got a 23-year-old and, and a 20-year-old. And a child that's the same age as your grandchild. Yeah, and I can't even imagine. <laughs> More power to you. I mean, I love Maeve to death, but my God, I can't even imagine starting all over again. You enjoy yeah. your sleep. I do enjoy my sleep, yeah. But frankly, that's kind of the age comparison that we're we're talking about. It's a very similar window, right? Yeah. Between your adult mm-hmm. children. And, yep, absolutely. And, Definitely. Yeah. and that's kind of what I thought we could talk about today because I think that's so interesting. And uh, the age gap between uh, siblings and your children. Um, I am uh, 10 years older than my little sister. Um, when our daughter is born, she will be 12 years younger than Liam. And obviously you have some age mm-hmm. gaps in your family as well. And I, I just thought that would be a really interesting thing to talk about because I think there's pros and cons that come along with that type of situation, both from the child's perspective and the parents. When you say pros and cons, you don't mean professionals and convicts, right? Well, not in this particular situation. <laughs> okay. No. okay, good, good. But I reserve the right to mean that in the future. Right, because right. there are no professionals and convicts in my family at all. Mine either. <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. that I don't either. Because I feel like I'm actually insulting people who are like, I'm a professional. You're insulting somebody for sure. But I have no professional con fix, I guess. That's actually what you mean. That's what I meant to so say. So it's not pros and cons, it's pro it's cons. Pro cons. <laughs> this is the the quality that you get on from one dad to another. Um, and Matt, you're only going to make it better. So, um, But first off, before we really dive into our topic, which I, again, I want to explore that age gap. Um, Matt, I actually haven't seen you in a little while. Um, we've been friends for a long time, but, uh, I saw you at a, a concert, um, Alex's concert, actually, Alex Schulte, who's in our producer's booth today, um, <laughs> playing with Running in Place. I saw you there, but then I hadn't seen you since there was an entire pandemic. There was. How have you been? Um, Tell me about the last year and a half of your life. Because I, frankly, I brought this up because I yeah. saw a picture of Royal, and it and 
the in my brain she's still a, a yep. little nubbin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. When you just said that Royal was three, I'm like, no way. Uh huh. It it is when when I think back the whole past year and how much she has grown and changed. And then I, I think about how is that going to impact her? Because there's, you know, even experiences now where I think we get in a larger crowd and she gets really shy. And I'm like, okay, is that just because, you know, she's three and that happens sometimes? Or is it because she's not used to seeing that many people in one place? Mm, you know, she's right. always been either just with us or maybe us and the grandparents, smaller groups. And now, you know, if we now go it's pretty to, overwhelming. Yeah. It, and I think that's what some of these youngsters are going to be uh, dealing with um, that have been sitting in their home and doing that. So, so as far as us, that's really what we've been doing. I, I, uh, we, we actually, right before things really started locking down here in, in Iowa, at least, um, we had taken a trip to Costa Rica. Um, oh, wow. And my, my, the, my oldest, my eldest, uh, Taylor was watching Royal at home and we took a trip to Costa Rica over spring break and um <laughs> the spring break that yeah. we didn't come back from well well we came back early yeah oh, um, okay. we came back a couple of days early uh, we do have two nights that are still reserved till 2022 <laughs> down in costa rica so we can go back down at some point but um I, w- when we came back we went immediately to working from home and no longer in the office so i had to go in grab my stuff get out you know and um have been working at home since then my wife works for the same company she is also working at home so um it's it's just been a total change when yeah, i think lots about of, a, a lots year and of a half ago family time, time. Yeah. oh to- a lot of family time yeah. in fact that's probably why we bought a bigger house because we all, yeah, yeah. You know, we're all working at home we needed some space and bought a bigger house i think Really, because we just wanted to be able to spread out a little bit. You needed because to get away from each away other. From each other. <laughs> we love each other dearly, but you, you do need, you know, some of that that space at times. So, um, yeah, lots of uh, pro cons pro with cons. the pandemic, <laughs> right? And especially when it comes to family, um, that sounds like a Nintendo accessory. Like it's a, it's the pro controller. Well, because the Switch controller is a, a Joy Con. Ah, yeah. So that's where, there's no joy, just pro. I don't know. <laughs> I love that you just keep digging deeper yep. into this joke. Yep. You're like, this is it. I'm going to live here this episode. This is this is where I'm camping out. <laughs> um, did you have similar experiences with your family in the pandemic, Tim? Um, I, I don't know what your, your thoughts are um, around if you've seen anything or spoken to Michaela at all around guys, how this has affected me. Or- are we not going to point out that Tim has been wearing sunglasses this entire time, <laughs> I honestly just like. I mean, I was waiting for you to say something, but we're just getting into it. I'm yeah. like, so it's not going to get addressed, huh? Well, I think I was no, so excited I think, to talk I to th- Matt. Yeah, that it, it was just we're like, just, well, you know, Tim's just sitting here. We're just not going to address the, dark, the fact that like, we're sitting uh, in a dark studio. Correct. We're closing in on eleven and a half minutes of episode, yep. and uh, and you've been wearing sunglasses in a yep. in a dark windowless room. Yep, that's how bright the future is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh no actually that i was a dad joke it, it was uh no i put them on because i thought it might weird you out that's really why i put them on for and no the other reason opposite happened i just looked you right just through ig- them. you just ignored me i haven't heard anything you guys have said for the last 11 minutes because i've just been staring at tim well that's because i'm wearing glasses and you see your own reflection so you're just staring it's at my yourself na- it's my narcissism that's maybe that's actually listening. what logan's been doing as well I thought he's been Possibly. gazing into my eyes, but he doesn't know where they are, so he's really just looking at himself. Well, 
I don't know where I am. Fine, I will take them off. <laughs> I'm just trying to find my way through. All right, so you asked me a question before before it, we got off on the, the sunglasses. It, it was, uh, you know, thinking about how, you know, potentially royal and, and some of these young children have been affected by mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. Have you noticed anything with Maeve or spoken to Michaela about any of that, how the pandemic might might affect development, or do you just have general thoughts? No, I mean, I think... Um, Certainly we're not pro-cons. We're not professionals right, in this area. Right, uh, None of us are convicts. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think... Um, Obviously, there's been a bit of a lockdown, but uh, Michaela lives with her mom, and so Maeve has grown up in a, in a multi-generational house um, and also a blended family, so kind of lots of people in and out of, of the house. And then there have been kind of, I would say, three uh, three households that have all been sort of kind of the pod and actually i guess four considering your household was part of our pandemic pod as well right sure um so mave i think um may not have noticed so much uh, a lack of people because there were probably always lots of people around um so i don't i haven't noticed any kind of shyness she certainly wasn't shy over memorial day weekend uh she was yeah. she was very happy to share all of her space with all of the people and was very uh, giving with hugs and kisses and all of that stuff. So there didn't seem, uh, didn't seem to be any kind of shyness that was pandemic related that I could tell. And Michaela hasn't mentioned anything like that, but it will be interesting to see um, as, as the world is opening back up and there's a lot more exposure to larger crowds of people if that changes. But uh, I think in her case, she's, she's been around a lot of, people uh, at least a lot as far as she's concerned probably sure well that makes sense you know something i didn't mention that i think is when i think of uh the pandemic and my kids my older two um are both in college um one's one was it currently well is finishing up at co he's going over to simpson um and he was pandemic started when he was in his freshman year um, and now through his sophomore year, so it's two colleges, two college years, and yeah. it's been totally COVID driven. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my daughter had a, her first year was pretty normal. She's a junior now. So her first year was normal. You know, obviously her sophomore and junior year had had uh, the COVID effect. Um, and I think it, it, it creates a lot of bitterness, I think, amongst college students yeah. that, that if, you know, they want to live their college life. And feel like they really can't or haven't been able to. Um, they're sent home their freshman year or my, my son's freshman year, my daughter's sophomore year, um, around spring break time. And so they spent the rest of the semesters at home working virtually in really a, in a college setting where many of the professors probably weren't really prepared for that. Well, I can teaching online. I, I mean, would say as a, as, as a, uh, person who teaches at the college level, um, we got all of about 24 hours notice that we were not coming back from spring break. And we spent our spring breaks trying to figure out how we were going to convert all of our face-to-face courses into online delivery. And it was challenging. And uh, it remained a challenge for the for the last year as well. But I think kind of to your point about some students being bitter about that um, experience. 
I've seen that firsthand. Um, we had a lot of students step away, not not attend last year, because that's not the college experience that they were looking for. Um, and it was it was very very challenging, and it was certainly challenging for for faculty and staff. But it was more. I mean, I can't I can't imagine trying to you know step away from home and fly the fly the nest and and go to college and then just sort of being grounded. Right. Um, so it's, well, it, and, it has been tough. I can't, I yeah. just, I feel for them. And for their, from, from their perspective, a, a lot of the data wasn't showing that they were being harmed by yeah the, the virus as much as their grandparents or their parents may have. I, I remember that you being know, a and, big And I think that's point. another, yeah. you know, they're like, well, this doesn't affect me. So why am I, why do I have to do some of this? And so, um, I think that's just a challenge that, that they, that group of, mm-hmm. of uh, uh, aged uh, kiddo, student, uh, family member has had to deal with. And sometimes we, we only look at our own perspective. And if I think about my college career and all the things that I did and, <laughs> and wanted to do and all the social activities that I did and not to be able to have, have those and just be stripped away, it'd be hard, very hard. And I can understand that bitterness. Yeah. And certainly when when you're still paying a pretty significant amount to be involved in something and you feel like a major portion of that experience or that educational experience in particular is stripped away, that's still really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only look at it really through the lens of my little sister who uh, graduated just now from um, high school. And I've really been kind of a role in her figuring out what her college experience is going to be. Um, and she did end up selecting to go to University of Iowa, but she was really stressed out about is it even worth signing up for college right now? Do I take a year off? Are they going to be back in class in the fall? You know, back in January, we weren't really sure. We didn't really know um, how certain that would be. So it's, it's looking more certain now. Certainly things are looking good. Um, and she's very excited to be going. But yeah, a very difficult thing to navigate. And I don't know if you have thoughts around how you navigate that from the parent perspective. I don't know what you ended up doing with your kids, how you well, supported them in that. I think, what, I think the other hard part is, you know, I have... A son and a daughter. They're only you know about fifteen months apart, and they're I would say on opposite spectrums at times when it comes to kind of that whole experience. Um, my daughter's at Drake, um, so they 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 um, had um, her experience, you know, having the college experience already. She was a little more fit in, new friend, had friendship groups already made. Um, and and so it was probably easier for her to work through that. I think one of the for for me, it was being able to try to listen to them individually, because when I brought them together, it didn't always go well. Sure, uh, you know they love each other, but it's it's just hard when they have a different perspective and one sharing their perspective on things may have caused an argument rather than a, a conversation about how to work through it and how to deal with it. Um, so I'd, I'd kind of take the neutral point of view and talk through, you know, what they were feeling and what they were going through. Um, certainly not easy for either of them and, and what they were dealing with. I love that advice, though, and I'm actually thinking about that quite a bit in, in terms of treating them truly as individuals as opposed to grouping them as your kids, which certainly they do exist in that group. Sure. But really treating them, especially when, when it's something that they're really passionate about, that they're, they're really struggling with, they need to be heard treating them as individuals and hearing them where they're at and you taking that neutral point, I think that's really valuable. It's valuable insight. 
and and it's yeah i would i it's it i think that's the hardest part sometimes of being a parent is trying to um talk talk too much i, I yeah. like to talk i like to hear <laughs> sure. myself at times so it's it's hard sometimes to just sit back and listen to their perspective on things and um, I'm sure they'd say, Dad, you don't listen enough. Um, I, and I, bad. but yeah. I can, I can second what you're saying there is, you know, if a little bit of self-reflection kind of, you know, I look back and I'm like, oh man, boy, I just didn't shut up, did I? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it is sometimes hard because you're like, oh, I have all these things to share with you or perspectives that I think are important mm-hmm. for you because you probably haven't experienced this yet. But at the same time, there's that constant reminder of, hey, the kids are individuals. They have had their own experiences that don't involve me. Uh, they form their own opinions about things. And it's really hard to parent if you don't listen. So. Agreed. Well, certainly I think that's great fundamental advice for parenting. But I think this segues us pretty well into that main topic I was talking about, which is that age gap between siblings and between your kids. Um, like I mentioned, I'm about to have uh, a daughter in August, and she will be 12 years younger than Liam, uh, my stepson. And so I, I come to you, gentlemen, with uh, uh, seeking advice, um, seeking insight. And it sounds like maybe the first thing I should write down really is is listen more to them as individuals because they'll be coming from very different perspectives for so many reasons, mm-hmm. you know the least of which is is their age and and the way they're growing up. Yeah. Agreed. And this is what I'm going to talk about for a little bit here is probably going to be um it's not Debbie Downer but it is a an important piece yeah. of what I went through when I knew that we were pregnant with Royal. Um I'm trying to think I think my kids were 18 and 17 right around that 17 18 Right, right around that that sure. time frame, really pushing and, that adult and, age. And and you know they had struggled through a divorce. I had struggled through a divorce, and I think um, when I brought it up to them, um, I did it in a way. You know, I, I I wanted to include them. I wanted them to feel a part of the family. Um, I did it, you know, individually, um, and or maybe I, I don't remember. It's been so long ago now, and it's so that's a constant happen. theme on but, this on this show. <laughs> Logan will ask a question. He's like, yeah. "What happened then?" And I'll yeah. be like, "I, I don't actually remember." remember. Yeah, but, but but when I shared it with them, and I've talked to them obviously since then, you know, it, I think it it hurts in some ways because they um, see me and Royal and my wife Jeannie as a being able to have a nuclear family and they at times feel like, well, we did. And then we didn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's always trying to let them know, but you are part of our family. We want you here. We you know you yeah. are a very important part, but it's still something that, that reminds you that there is hurt there and there's pain there and divorce is never fun. It's not fun for anyone. Right. I will say that the, the most important thing that I can say when it comes to going through a divorce with children is and I know that you, you can't always control this, but you need to make decisions as parents for your children. Yep. And and that is the key aspect that I can tell anybody is 
every decision needs to be in the best interest of the children, not for one or the other uh, parent in the situation, but what do the kids need? And um, when you can do that and, and you, you do your best to keep money out of that, and you, you, it's just what's best for the kids and how do we move forward with that? Um, and it is, it is, it is absolutely tough to do. Um, I have been very fortunate and I think by, by proxy, the kids have been very fortunate in that, uh, my ex-wife, of course we went through a divorce with three kids. And so we were, even when we were really at odds about certain things, we were always on the same page about doing our best. Sometimes I'm sure we failed but doing our best to not put the kids in the middle of it and not put um, a lot of, res- try to, try to avoid putting a lot of responsibility on them for everything that is happening. Um, and it was hard, but I'm, I'll forever be thankful uh, to, to Stephanie, my ex-wife, because she and I were, we always agreed, be a parent, even when we really don't want to see or talk to one another, we still have this responsibility um, to the uh, to the kids. And I I feel like we have um, we've always been able to keep that at the forefront, even when we weren't um, you know necessarily hitting all the marks sure. uh, every every time. Um, and I I would guess that you as as a a kind of a former educator working in the school system and you saw a lot of kids who were going through those kind of things, you probably saw like kind of a lot of what the results were of when parents don't do that. Right. So yeah. 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 Exceptionally important to do your very best to work as closely together as you can as parents, um, not necessarily as spouses, but mm-hmm. as parents, because right. you need to do that for the, for the kids. And, and you're right. You're, you're, <laughs> You will do something wrong and say something <laughs> wrong and uh, feel like you didn't do enough. Um, and uh, but but it, it we we are in a really good place um, now. And the kids are uh, the, the best thing is is okay. So Royal calls Taylor sissy, and uh, Drew is Drew, but <laughs> um, but they all get along so well and. Um, Taylor will call on Facebook or, you know, uh, FaceTime, FaceTime. Thank you. Uh, her and, uh, they just, she's always looking forward to talking with sissy or talking with Taylor or, uh, with Royal. And, and it's, it's really great. And you know, over the pandemic, you know, in order for us to be able to get together, um, uh, we actually did things with my ex wife and mm-hmm. she came over with the kids with the older kids so that we could kind of do things together as a full family, just because it was something that I know was important to our kids, Mm -hmm. uh, to see us all together. And, um, and Colleen was nice enough and great enough to allow that to uh, willing to do that. And, uh, my wife Jeannie has been, had just open arms in, in making that happen too. So yeah, um, it just helps, uh, well, and I think kids. and all of the parents involved. So, you know, I mentioned that, you know, Stephanie and I, you know, we raised the kids for a long time, but both of us have remarried. Um, and so the kids do have step parents, um, but they're also lucky in that respect and that they have they have a good, like just fundamentally good, nice, supportive step parents who also understand that that weird 
kind of parenting relationship that, that Stephanie and I do have. I mean, we do family events and we have family picnics and we invite one and over uh, one another over for Thanksgiving and, and all of that stuff. So while we do have separate families, we also recognize that there's kind of this larger responsibility to the kids right. uh, to, to kind of not try and limit that definition of what family is and sure. uh, do our best to kind of expand that circle. Well, I really, really love that insight um, around what a family is and making sure that the family members all are in on that, you know, making sure you mentioning, um, making sure your older kids are really feeling included in what your family is now, even if that family looks a little different than it did before. Sure. Um, and that's really important <clears throat> to me with where my family is going to be. Um, and I want to talk about that, but we need to take a quick break. So let's visit with our sponsors. And uh, when we come back, let's chat a little bit more about how you get everybody in the family on the same page, how you make sure everybody feels included. Um, I have a couple of fun things I want to chat with you about. And also, I promised that I would include um, Matt's story about his bus. So we're going to hit that. I want to tease that now. We're going to hit that at the end. I wrote it down on my sheet of paper. We're going to make it happen. literally wrote down the word bus. Well, what else was I going to write, Tim Riven? I don't know. Procon. Procon. <laughs> Let's visit our sponsors, and we'll be back with you in just a moment. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpaven Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S. Hey, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, licensed realtor, and this is the Corridor Real Estate Podcast, Eastern Iowa's premier show for all things buying, selling, and investing as it relates to real estate. Every Thursday, we'll be talking with industry professionals, breaking down the data, and giving you the info you need to succeed in Iowa's real estate market. I, along with my trusty producer, Alex, that's me, will be covering everything you need to know so that anyone can become a Corridor Real Estate expert. New episodes of the Corridor Real Estate Podcast are published every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am a licensed realtor in the state of Iowa with Coldwell Banker Hedges Realty, operating out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on me and to get in touch, visit lasrealtor.com. The Corridor Real Estate Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, also in Cedar Rapids. For more information, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome on back. This is uh, from Vilco One Dad. Men. <laughs> that, that's, that's last week's episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't drag us into the past. Oh, we're moving into the future. That, oh, the future. 
the sunglasses are sunglasses coming back are back on. <laughs> so bright. Dude. Matt, do you, do you even know what's happening with this show anymore? Jeez. I, I, I'm just here for the ride. Well, we're so grateful you're here. Matt Russell with us, um, and you're back with From One Dad to Another. We're talking a lot about uh, what a family looks like, and I'm particularly interested in the age gap between siblings, between your kids. Uh, Matt, you have a, a pretty wide age range between your kids. Um, and as I've mentioned a couple times, my upcoming future daughter, my pending daughter, my now loading daughter, um, <laughs> will be 12 years younger than Liam, my stepson. And you brought up something in the first half that I really wanted to touch on again, which was you you really had to make sure that your older kids felt like they were still connected to your family because they were children of a previous marriage because you now had a, a new younger child and that age difference was, was pretty drastic. And I'm, I'm very kind of drawn to that topic because Liam is a child of a different marriage for Marnie and we now have a different family dynamic and we're now going to add a new child into that. And that's something that actually makes me nervous. It's something we thought about before. And um, Liam is, is very mature, very, frankly, very communicative with us, which is great. And I value that so much. Um, we play Fortnite with each other, and that's a great way for us to connect and chat, whatever that looks like. Do you chat like. in the game, or do you like sit next to one another? <laughs> we sit and next then to you one actually another. Talk. I go chill in his room, and, uh, and you put on play. your headsets and uh, just just talk. Actually, you don't talk your... to each other at all, right? <laughs> just <laughs> so sit next to each other in oh, silence. Oh, so that's how communication works. This is modern parenting, Tim Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, and and that can facilitate some great conversation, but. Um, but I know that's, I'm certain that's something that has crossed his mind, right? Mm-hmm. Is, am I going to get a little left behind? Um, and I, I guess I'm really sensitive to figuring out what that looks like. And I'm curious if you can share some insight into what that experience was like for you. Sure. Uh, you know, um, I, I think what, what, I, what we tried to do was um, any activities that my kids had, I was always there. Um, unless there was, you know, some, something else that I absolutely couldn't, you know, make it there for whatever reason, but also including Royal in that. So I remember, I, I think Royal was maybe four days old and he, she went to Andrew's first soccer game. Yeah. And so it just, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was a week old. It it was young though. I mean, I know it was, it was very young and uh, just having them. Uh, see us as still supporting them and what they do and not um, only doing our thing. Yeah. That was really important. And I think when I think of, uh, you know, I know Liam as well um, and and obviously you and Marnie. Right. um, I I think, you know, always including that one-on-one time that is just his. Yeah. Um, uh, is very important. I probably didn't do that enough. I probably could have done it more, would have liked to have done it more, um, especially after Royal's birth, just to let them know, hey, I'm still here. Do you need something? Is there something I can do? I, I probably could have stepped up to the plate and done more of that. And that might be a little easier in, in our home because Liam will be 12 
right? And and still very much around, still very much needing us mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I think it's 17 and 18. <laughs> they're, they're, that gets kind of tough, on right? They're for, for the most part. I yeah. Mean, they're not completely, but... Of course. But they certainly are on their way out the door to college and to their friends and friendships are certainly a much stronger part of their life than when they're 12. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it, I would think it could be easier for you to still, still take those opportunities to have that one-on-one time. Well, and, and uh, one of the things that I'm curious about, because this, so my experience growing up was I have a brother and we were very close to one another. We were within about two years of one another and it was just the two of us with my parents. And so we, we, our experiences, we were always very close in school um, and, you know, we were, we just, we, we grew up as friends and we fought, you know, like brothers, obviously. Right. Um, but we grew up together, like side by side. And so that I'm, I'm wondering, like thinking about, uh, with your daughter and Liam, thinking about that age gap and then thinking about you and your sister growing up right? with that age gap. Um, how do you, and also from different relationships right right so how do you how do you navigate that idea of maintaining a balance between including them in everything and not putting too much responsibility on them for like care of the of the younger sibling because i think i think maybe there's a temptation like hey we have this babysitter you know, yeah, and, sure. th- and that's what it looks like from the outside. And so maybe that wasn't your experience at all growing up. And maybe that's just my outsider's perspective. But I'm, I'm curious, is that a thing that you have thought about or are at all concerned about? Or is that just a kind of a weird, like a thing I just don't know about in, in projecting something? Well, I, yes, of course, I have thought about it um, because there are so many parallels between my childhood growing up, my relationship with my father, uh, who was my stepfather. And then, um, and obviously, and then adopted me, and, and that's a whole other story. Um, but between that and then Liam's experience with me, mm-hmm. uh, with me being his his stepfather and um, knowing him from so young and, and all of that. Um, one thing I'll say that you mentioned, um, we started changing uh, our guest room into a baby room, and it's right across the hall from Liam. And one of the first things Liam said is, so I'll have to take care of the baby now. Right at night, because you guys will be upstairs sleeping, and I'll go <laughs> take care of the baby. And he was all ready to do it. He was yeah. ready. He was gung ho. He was in on it, um, which is not something I necessarily expected from a twelve-year-old sure. boy who's, yeah. you know, pretty ready to disappear into his room. But but he was fairly engaged. He self-assigned that, and um, and no, of course, that's not the case. We will right. we will do the majority of taking <laughs> care like, of the baby. Yes, <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm Thanks for the offer, night, bro. I'm taking it. you up on it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, you know, and Brenna, my little sister and I have talked about this quite a bit recently because we've become closer recently. Um, when we were younger, I think that we had a good relationship. We never had real problems between, um, my sister and myself. Um, but I, but we were growing up 10 years apart. And so we were going through very different life experiences Mm -hmm. at very different times and, and our our parents were doing that as well, right? And um, and so when I obviously I, I love her very much, and when I left for college, she was the number one person that I missed mm-hmm. and was sad over leaving. Uh, 
but we didn't do a great job of staying in touch. And I, you know, would talk to her every once in a while, but we didn't have a, a really hardcore, um, maintained relationship where we talked every week or something mm-hmm. like that. That wasn't the case. And uh, very recently, we've kind of reached a point where she's now getting older and is is seeking out new things, especially through this um, choosing a, a college experience. And me being somebody now fairly equipped in my life and kind of settled in my life and um, able to be, um, I don't know, a little bit of a mentor for her and mm-hmm. a little share a little bit of insight and um, things I have learned and and be that person for her because her parental experience has shifted a bit, you know, because um, our, our parents got divorced. Um, her mom is no longer in the state and, uh, and uh, um, she's going to be leaving her dad and mm-hmm. going off to college. And so those relationships are changing. And I think ours got sucked into that as well, but in a positive way. And so I don't know what that means for a relationship like Liam and our future daughters whose name I'm trying really hard not to yep. let slip. I've almost said it a couple of times, <laughs> and I'm like, nope. Because we have chosen a name, and we're trying not to not to let it slip too early. Um, it's Joe Biden. But I don't know how bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you I, nailed it. Yeah, That's the one. Marnie's going to be so mad at now me. Now we got to change it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what that's going to look like for, for Liam and, and future daughter. Um, if they're going to be fine with each other and then kind of feel distant, but then come together a little later in life. It sounds like your kids with that age get such a drastic age gap. Um, there might be some change there already. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think for us, it's been, um, my son's kind of, he does his thing and that's, mm-hmm. and he's okay with that. And he loves her to death, but he, he he's just not, into the little kids right now. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Um, Taylor, on the other hand, like she'll be at, at I don't even know if I'm really into the little kids right now. You know, I'm trying to figure out like, where does the baby fit in in my, you know, I I can tell you with a, with a granddaughter, I'm all about making sure that she has everything that she needs. I wish I could see her more, uh, living in different households, change that, but I'm, I'm all in on like, Oh, okay. What can I, what can I do? What can I buy? (laughs) <laughs> what can I what can I make? You are very yeah. much an engaged papa. I, I try. Yes, I I am That's a papa. Awesome. Sorry to derail no, you. No, no, no. You're you're perfectly good. Taylor on the other hand will will be FaceTiming her and like be her friends will all be in the background and she'll be like, "Hey, take a look at Royals. Ray Royal, will you do that again or, you know." So she's totally into it and and loves being big sister and and really I think likes knowing that she's the role model. For, mm, yeah, for yeah, Royal absolutely. And, and wants to, and that's very important to her. So, um, uh, that's just something that Taylor's kind of taken on. It really hasn't been something that I've, I don't think I've like said, I really needed to do this. I think yeah. she just saw that as an important piece of what she is important to her. Um, and I, and I think, um, I'm going to go back to what you were talking about, you and Liam, uh, Liam and, and your, your, new one that's on on her way um joe biden joe biden yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think him hearing you talk about your experience with your sister would be beneficial for him to hear so that as he gets older yeah and goes to college or goes and yet she's still at home with mom and dad you know saying well here's what i wish i could have done yeah what are some things you know 
once a week we're going to call or we're going to, you know, she's a, if she's going to go to Iowa or if you know, your sister's in Iowa so you can stay right. connected. If he doesn't go very far, if he goes to college and chooses that path, you know, what's, what's, um, you know, how does he stay connected and, yeah. and, and do that? And just giving him those ideas, you know, plant the seeds and then let, let it grow. Um, Teach I, your children well. Yeah. I very much was somebody, too, when I left for college that wanted to pull away. I, I wanted to live my own life, be very separate. I, I didn't want to talk to my family too much. And it wasn't so much um, Brenda that I didn't want to talk to, but she kind of just got caught up in all that, where I was going to do my own thing, mm-hmm. find myself, right, or whatever whatever that looked like. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, we really kind of got distant, but um, have come together recently. And, and that's really been wonderful, frankly, because she's grown into a really fantastic person um, and really getting to rediscover her has been great. So, um, so yeah, I, one thing I think I'll keep in mind too, and I, and I think you're absolutely right, communicating my experiences and thoughts and how do I help facilitate, um, those developing and then maintained relationships is really important. Um, but I think one thing I'll keep in mind too, is that relationships, even within a family ebb and flow sometimes based on distance, based Mm -hmm. on personal journey. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes they they flow right, and, and they come back together, and that can be really wonderful as well. Speaking of ebbing and flowing, let me send you home with. Do you have to like go to the bathroom? That- no, oh, okay, but something similar. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you you don't have to ask permission. <laughs> I think we talked about. The I mean, you're a host; stuff. you can just get up and walk out. <laughs> That's true. I could leave. Right. Um, we got into the deep stuff. Um, Matt, thank you so much for getting real with us, talking about your parenting experience. Really, really appreciate it. Um, but I want to I want to send you guys home with this. <laughs> but let's put all that aside. Yeah, get rid get rid of that. Throw out the last forty five minutes. Of course not. Um, but guys, this is a very stereotypical, like classic dad thing that I did. We bought a pool, and oh, I you did buy it. I spent hours and hours and hours and hours filling up a pool. You can't just set the hose there. You got to sit there, and I got a chair, and I got a um, a a white claw because I'm doing the low carb thing with Marnie right now, mm. and just held a hose there for hours. Why, why couldn't you leave it? Because it d- it didn't reach, it didn't hang, it didn't. There's so many different reasons. <laughs> so many different reasons. Really, it's because you didn't want to. Because <laughs> no, you wanted to no. sit there and drink white claw. Incorrect. That's untrue. <laughs> you could have used a piece of duct tape. There and are put a that... bazillion other things I could have done. We could come up with like <laughs> 50 sure. ways to secure that hose to the pool in this Mm-mm. podcast. We know you're right handy. Now. I've seen some of the work you've done in the house, so you couldn't figure that out. Um. Well, Matt, you're very kind, but you're incorrect. That was all Marnie. (laughs) And Tim, don't ruin this for me. Okay, sorry, sorry. Keep drinking your White Claw. All I'm saying is, it's the biggest pool I've ever owned. Um, I'm not a pool fan. I guess maybe pools just suck in my mind. I love them. I love, love them. But it feels like summer now, so that's good, too. So are you going to, have you been swimming? I have not yet gone in the pool. Are you going to? Yeah, or are course. you just gonna sit there no, with course. your white claw, just hum for harumphing? Tim Is that the word? I'm making harumphing. up words. Have you ever seen me wear anything other than jeans? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, do yes. you think I'll be in yes, the pool? Yes, I've seen you ride jeans. a bike, and, and you don't wear jeans when you Damn, ride a bike. Me. But that's like the that's only right. time. 
<laughs> I've ever seen you not in jeans. Well, that was that was a. An well, wear your swim jeans. Well, thanks. I will. I will wear my swim jeans. Good. <laughs> Amazon. That's right. Great. Swim jeans. <laughs> Look them up. Not a sponsor. Um, last story, Matt. Tell me about the bus. Oh. All right, I gotta know. Let's send him home with this story. Okay, so Logan wants some bus jeans. We have also. been. Of course, you know, I have a pair of bus jeans. I'm just waiting for Matt to bring the bus over. I could have brought it tonight. We could have gone for a little ride afterwards. Hey guys, is it bussin' bussin'? Bussin' bussin'. This is the wrong podcast this, for that reference. Wait, a, I'm like, wait a minute. Is that a TikTok thing? I, mean, I get it. I'm but, sorry. I did that specifically to just like throw that over your dad heads. Yeah. Oh no, it, it totally went happened. Perfectly. Where's my white claw? I missed I'm going to jump out again. Please talk about your bus and bus and bus. So so we, for, for a while now, we have been looking for an RV-ish type project to refurbish, to um, get our creative juices going. And so we're also, I'm, we're also Hawkeye fans, big Hawkeye fans. And right. So... Um, you know, we've been looking. There's buses that come up every so often. We're looking on Facebook Marketplace, watching RVs come up. And we're like, okay, do we really want an RV that we have to pull? And then we need a truck to actually do it. And if the truck breaks down, well, then we have to buy a new truck. And we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. we got to interrupt the story real quick. So, I, of, of course, I had to go to the Google while you were telling your story. And I, I Googled swim jeans. And, they do exist. Yep. Uh, and I, actually, right now at Swim Outlet, I can get I can unlock a ten percent off my order of swim jeans. Well, they're like a speedo. But yes, it's well, it's the Turbo Men's Jean Short Water Polo Brief. <laughs> so it's really a speedo made right. out of denim. So is it actually denim? It looks. Like um, denim. I don't know. I'm guessing. Look I'm guessing like not jeans. because yeah, I think probably. it's hard to play water polo in denim. There's more name than there is material. <laughs> There's a whole lot <laughs> in that there. swimsuit. Um. But anyway, I would buy them just for the fun of it if they didn't oh, cost totally $52.70. Oh, my God. That's the member price. Wow. <laughs> anyway, well, sorry. Take care no, of your member. No, I'm, I laughed. That's what yeah, really. Yeah, I know. I, I knew if I showed off, it so. to you, I would distract <laughs> chaos. So, so, so anyway, for a project, so we, so, so we buy and, and, you know, we redid a, a house, and, you know, so we're really project people. So this is what our next project was going to be. We're going to get this bus. It's a, it's a big old Hawkeye. It's actually not a big old, it's a short bus. It's a, a short, <laughs> only has like six windows. I don't know how many rows of seats it had, but it wasn't very many because um, there aren't rows in there anymore. It was used as a tailgating bus. Um, and um, got it off of Facebook marketplace. We absolutely love it. Royal loves it. So the first, first, uh, probably week that we got it, she is playing with her little toy figurines, you know, and she's like, hi, I'm Ashley. And she says, hi, I'm Royal. I have a bus. So, <laughs> so, so it's already made so a big impression. Made, That's amazing. And, yeah, and so we put the car seat in the bus and hook strap it on, <laughs> and, and she loves going for rides on the bus, and, and we take uh, – do you play to, like the wheels on the bus go around? Do you like play that on the stereo? No. I, I would. We actually have a great um, – uh, playlist of Iowa fight songs. So we play <laughs> Back in Black and, and the Iowa fight song. So she's getting the full experience. She's getting the full experience. Yeah, we got to break her in early. So um, it's been fun, and and we haven't really done a whole lot to it yet, but we're preparing to. Um, we we really would love to take it on Ragbri. Yeah. Um, for even a couple days, I already I 
Putting, Are you going to try and do it this year? I'd love to take it for at least two days. We've talked about it. My daughter went. Well, since with us I'm riding, if I'm riding Ragbri, so I want to see the bus. Okay, I'm yeah, riding the he's whole doing week. the whole thing. Yeah, you're doing, doing the, the whole, whole week. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So I have to know what days to look for you. You will have to look for us if we go. We'll let you know for sure. That's right. And then I, I, I want to go like for a ride on know the which bus. Which one it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> know it, the bus. It's going to be the one that Royal is driving with her with her little car seat right in the driver's seat. You know how big the wheel the you know the steering wheel on yeah. the bus are they're really oh, yeah. pretty big so what she does when she you know when it's not running and the keys aren't in there uh-huh. she gets up and Good sits sits on the bottom of the steering, steering wheel. wheel and holds the top and then wiggles back and forth That's so excellent. if you can imagine what that would look like it's adorable but. probably similar to like when donald trump went and climbed into one of those like like big tractor trailers or something where he was he looked like he was really enjoying google it it's really adorable it was just as adorable not, as a three-year-old yeah. yep that's great um so the bus it's uh fun. matt russell thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with us thanks for um, hanging out matt thanks for the invite loved it anytime one quick thing i wanted to throw in before um we go to our outro um, Alex, during the commercial break, brought up some great questions around um, a continuing conversation around uh, divorce and divorce mm-hmm. and families, because all of us um, have had divorce touch our families in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we decided not to continue diving too deep into divorce on this show because um, we really wanted to talk about age and, and siblings and children and all of that. Um, but we're going to get to those topics and um, we really want to make sure that we're doing a great job of, of hitting those things that are important to families, important to modern parenthood. Um, and if there are other things that you really want us to chat about, if you want to get a topic discussed on the show, um, if you think you might be a great guest for the show, you should go ahead and reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, so a uh, couple different ways that you can do that. Um, you can go to the website, First off, laspodcastnetwork.com. So there's contact uh, information. There's a ways to kind of send email that way that we would see um, because we would love to hear feedback from you about uh, things that you would love to hear us discuss or things that uh, are important to you. We recognize that we may have some blind spots, some, some things that we just have never even considered about parenthood. And the only way to really do that is to, uh, uh, kind of keep our ears open and listening for suggestions from you. Um, so that's that's one way uh, in, that you can uh, reach out and contact us. Then we also have, if you go to patreon.com slash network, um, there is uh, the ability to support the show. If you're a listener, we really appreciate it. And there are, there are other ways in which you can contribute. But we also have for Patreon members at the $5 level, mm-hmm. um, you can, we have a kind of a private Facebook group and it's a real easy way to kind of interface with us. Um, maybe in a, a little more personal way than just firing off an email into the internet and hoping something comes back. So Absolutely. those are, those are some ways in which you can, uh, contact us. And, uh, but if none of those work for you, you can just, uh, track us down on the street and ask us questions. We'll be in Matt's bus, uh, and Royal will be driving. So uh, we really look forward to uh, hearing from you. Yeah, seriously, go check out that Patreon. We're trying really hard to add a lot of value to that. Um, that's a place where you can subscribe. It's just like any of your other subscriptions, Netflix or Hulu or anything like that, except you're getting 
local creators shows um so really go check that out um and that's a great way for you to engage with this show if it's one of your favorites um or to let us know if it's not because <laughs> that's valuable that feedback as well absolutely of course it is and uh, the show we're referencing of course is from one dad to another perfect timing alex that was a great job alex it's like it's your job I feel like you guys are being kind of condescending right now. Not at all. Not at all. Alex, we are. Did you expect we me to mess it are. up? Did you think I was going <laughs> to miss it? I'm surprised you don't call him Rooster. Though. Yeah, oh. you guys did not talk about the fact that Matt is the first person to ever cast me in anything, and it was the role of Rooster in Annie in seventh grade. That's pretty McKinley, amazing. McKinley Middle School. Look at that, Matt. Such he an integral part. Look what you created, Matt. So it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I'm here right now. Again, condescending. Alex, condescending. You're a fantastic producer. We're so uh, grateful to have you working on the show. More. Give um, me more, Logan. Uh, I just love you so much and that facial hair. Oh, my God. Not enough. That's no, okay. You can stop. <laughs> okay, great. I'm I have satisfied. More, I have other important he things. He had already to say. run out of things. <laughs> <laughs> the LLA. I gave you a list, Logan, of things you can say to me. Well, let me say the things about the show first. Okay. And then I'll meet you after. That's fine. That's fine. I accept. The LAS Podcast Network produces and distributes this show, and we're right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit that website Tim Riven mentioned, LASpodcastnetwork.com. This show airs every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And please consider supporting us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash LAS podcast network. Matt, thank you again so much for coming on the show. You are very welcome. Thank you so much. It was 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 great sitting next to you. You smell so good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good, because it's hot in this room. It is very warm. (laughs) I'm Logan Adam Schultz. I've been talking with my co-host, Tim Tim Riven. Tim Riven. I can say my own name. Every time. Every Every time. time. You always look at me like, are you going to do it? Who are you? I'm Tim Riven. Tim Riven, and I'm Logan. This has been From One Dead to Another, and we'll talk to you next week.